Real talk, real soul. Welcome to Soul Speak, your HQ for ideas and conversation, the podcast show that tackles today's toughest topics. Now, here are your hosts, the Delivery Crew. We're gonna make oh, a awesome fucking. Too. Welcome to Soul Speak, guys. Welcome to Soul Speak. Season Ty, you know, two. Dick Cheese candles are a great idea. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I am feeling this Gwyneth Patrol vagina scent candle. What is this? This smells like my orgasm. The Gwyneth Patrol. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, my <laughs> fault, my fault. No. The Gwyneth Patrol. <laughs> Woo! Pull over, smell my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based off this image, that's kind of what the advertising looks like. Wait, is it just a picture of a vagina? She's literally just shoving the candle with a label on it that says, this yeah. smells like my orgasm. What the fuck, man? That is funny. What, yes, what does an orgasm like smell like? I know what it feels like. That's a really I. What? You know, honestly, honestly, probably not great. Yeah, I mean, uh, cum just kind of smells like like fucking. It smells like body. It smells like yeah, body a from mi- popper. Yeah, a mix of like boiling <laughs> salt almost. Like yeah, just it's warm it's just, salt. It smells disgusting. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a great smell uninvited. Like if you make somebody <laughs> an orgasm, you're like hell yeah. <laughs> but if a dude but like, like if I smell somebody else having an orgasm, I'm like oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is perfect introduction to a topic about how the next step of human evolution, man. Well, let me explain why my brain needs orgasms. Yes. First and foremost, here's to all the chicks who willingly swallow that shit. <laughs> yeah, especially the nights that I didn't tell them I got hung over the night before. <laughs> and ate steak and potatoes. Yeah, man, that'll do it to him. All that salt, that'll do it to asparagus, him. dude. I don't even like. I can't even put down asparagus and go an hour without pissing, and it burned the toilet bowl. Nah, man, <laughs> my diet consists entirely of zinc and uh, pineapples. I actually drink half an ounce of liquid mercury. In <laughs> I've slowly been killing my wife with blowjobs. <laughs> no, that's fucking funny, man. Um, so have, has anybody else been keeping up with these space missions? Nope. Nobody. I mean, I've heard about the, the failure launches. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, the only one I kept up with was us putting another rover up on Mars. Yeah, Perseverance. Yeah, I heard about the new rover. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember two distinctly. However, I think there was, like, four to five with this series. But it's, um, uh... This is where we'll need some reference. Look up this uh, the model that just launched. It's the SpaceX series uh, shuttle that's supposed to allow landing. And, series 9? Uh, it's the newest one. It's supposed to be able to allow t- uh, transport of like a huge group of people and to land in multiple uh, locations, and it's all reusable. So they can land and just take right off, refuel, and keep going. Uh, March 3rd, it was SN10. SN10, there you go. So it's a car. Kind of a car with, uh, you know, instead of wheels, a propulsion system that allows them to, to pretty much shoot off. How much does it weigh? Look that up. It's probably like 600 tons. Space car. I'm still having to wait for this to load. Um, so it exploded on launch or on land. Hang on. Explodes on the. The most recent one, I do know it. Um, it landed, which was the biggest problem. Like before, it didn't even land. It blew up right before it made a landing. Uh, yeah. Attempt. 
and then this most previous one it landed however there was a gas leak like you could see the flame start to form on the outside of the rocket like on its about, way down i'm about to watch the video yeah it, it's pretty wild video like it it's, it's definitely there if they find the problem with the gas leak there's no issue because they landed it like literally the rocket was completely horizontal and it's below the cloud surface, so um, I'm not sure the distance. Old Bailey, astronomer over here, would have to. Dog, it's like two wings away from being a dildo. Yeah, right. Hey, you Dog. know, how, you know how they came up with the design? It's the funniest thing. I heard it on um, Joe Rogan's podcast with it, when Elon Musk was on there with him. It was like Galaga. He was like, so uh, we were sitting there and we looked at it, uh, and I was looking at the point, and I said, that's not pointy enough. Let's make it more pointy. And he said that's a direct quote from the dictator. And because of that quote is the only reason they changed the point to look as pointy as it is. On the, what rocket is this? The, the SN10. Oh, I still haven't seen a picture of it. I don't know what it looks like. When you eat, pull it up, man. Uh, <laughs> Bailey. Oh my like the internet. Get on the hotspot, man. I, there is none. Yeah, there is. My phone, dude. No, I mean... You, you need to put in a password? No, a password. yours is blanked out. Oh, that's weird. Did you get through the uh, video, Tyler? That's what I'm telling you. Like, it's completely out. So I would like to thank Verizon for being our uh, backup internet can provider today. <laughs> um, the uh, you know, Comcast Xfinity can time. suck a dick. What's, the, what's um, your password? Uh, I have to look. There you go. All right. Uh, did you w uh, finish the video, Tyler? Yeah. No, it's. I'm watching the launch right now. It's still smoking. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like when it. Yeah, it's a fucking. It's a long ass video. Yeah, when it like finally comes through the fucking clouds, though, <laughs> it is completely parallel with the fucking ground, and then you just see it like completely activate. It. Activate its throttle system when it and so it has its gimbal. WPA two password. That I just that that password is right. Did you capitalize everything right? Yeah. Okay, so try it again. Join for the third time. We love technical difficulties. The Wi-Fi network Matthews found <laughs> requires the WPA. <sighs> finally appeared. All right, we're cooking with hot grease now. We just made our next step in our evolution. <clears throat> All right. Uh, but as it was coming through the clouds, it was like completely parallel with the ground. And then uh, you see it activate its throttle probably all the way up with its gimbal with the um, um, propulsion pointing up. So as it was shooting. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Up. Yeah. Like, it, it landed. It did exactly what it needed to. But they, uh, they said they knew there was a gas leak. Like, they could tell they knew why there was a flame that started coming up on the outside but they hit it and it fucking instantly straightened up like it looked like some Kerbal space program stuff uh the way they did their prograde and retrograde because they were uh, i get would anti-normal be completely horizontal yes yeah normal is perpendicular yeah so he was anti-normal and then he hit the they hit the throttles and they went completely fucking uh retrograde straight up and then uh they they slowly did the throttle to where they'd uh, slow down their speed, not continue to take off and land. And then they landed. And you can see the rocket 
on the ground for a little while and then poof, blows up at the bottom. You know, Dr. Dr. Johnson, my uh, academic advisor for my senior project, senior design project, mm. he uh, said something similar about one of the failures that we had because we hooked up uh, our microcontroller to our Raspi that's controlling our, our wheels. Uh, we're building a little robot, but it moves around and grabs things with an arm, and it's really cool. Anyway, we hooked up this microcontroller that controls the wheels to the uh, to the Raspi. It goes ahead, it executes its program. We were doing a speed test, so it was literally just drive forward for four seconds and stop. And I didn't think anything of it. I left the battery plugged in and the on switch on. Uh, just sits there, in theory, because it's not being it's not been programmed to do anything after that initial speed test, so it's just gonna sit there. And then, like five minutes later, the 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 right wheel starts turning like really really slow, and then the left wheel starts turning like really really slow, and then the right and then the left, and then they're both going at the same time. And at this point, I'm just like, what 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 are you doing, bud? That's you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I unplug it. And I plug it back in, and apparently we actually fried the microcontroller, um, and it was just doing ghost movements in the throes of death. But that was that was something. I mean, we had the same situation. Everything did what it was supposed to. We left it plugged in, and then, boop. I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. That that's a tough scenario, though. I feel like my line of thinking would be there would already be current or electricity running through it, which wouldn't be good. Well, I mean, it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything unless you tell it to do anything. It can sit there and do nothing for forever. Yeah, but would, that, would it current. not be like the same concept of just leaving your computer on, but sitting there? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't hurt it. Eventually, you're going to have to... Eventually, you're just going to run out of RAM allocation. You're going to have to restart it to keep it working quickly, but... Oh, okay. It it doesn't hurt it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and obviously you're moving forward. So yeah, you're doing exactly what he do it. Like they had minor technical difficulties that is easily overcomable with critical thinking skills. And honestly, like now that I've reached the point where I'm at now, critical thinking is the key process in the next step of human like development and improvement. Because everything we do now when it comes to human like engineering, when it comes to engineering our food a certain way to provide food for everyone, to space flight, space travel, to trying to understand psychology and how the brain works to make sure everybody is mentally happy and stable or whatever. Like it's a the human the human process is wild. The next step is wild. It's uh it's definitely something I think about a lot. I'm not sure about you guys, but like my, the whole like um, what is the human race supposed to come together and do? It, 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 strike, it strikes the question on me all the time. Well, something that I like to talk about a lot is like the, the march of humanity. Um, I, so I think that people have the capability to carry others, you know, far and above. It's like, you know, somebody walks up to you and they're like, hey, man. You look like shit. And we're like, man, ow. But I have like three people on that same day be like, I love those shoes. That's a nice shirt. 
it completely outweighs whatever that one dude had to say. And I think there's strength in numbers. And you talk about critical thinking and like moving forward and all the progress. It it absolutely aligns with something that I think about as well. And it's it's a powerful thing when you really get into it. I mean, like religion, uh, any religion, you go look. It's strength in numbers. It is incredible. Oh boy, we brought up my favorite subject. <laughs> I mean, technically, like religion, what became as big as it was due to the fact that the next step was such an issue for everyone. Like, if you if you look at it from a psychological standpoint, the reason why people were religious is because they feared what happened after death. Because nobody understood death. It was a new, like, it wasn't a new concept, but people became more thoughtfully aware, you know, th- thought about things, existentialism began and on all, all that all that good stuff but um, man that, nah, that's bullshit cavemen had religion. <laughs> religion is as old as humanity like they may not have had the organized like tales of god and all the stories of the floods and all that shit but they believed in something because that's how you handle mortality. Yeah, but before we reach the homo sapiens state, because as science says, we were at a state where we were a simple-minded creature before homo sapien level with a complex mind. Um, that would make us about the same brain level as an insect or an animal at that point. Do they Are they religious? I mean, whales mourn their dead, which is like the first step to being religious. That's a fair case. You said, wait, whales when they're dead? No, they mourn, mourn their dead. Oh, they mourn their dead. Oh. Um, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, I, would that not be like an, an emotional sense, though? Like, would that not be like... Elephants do as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, elephants ele- Elephants have the, the graveyards. Yeah. They go to yeah. die, and then people can go visit their bodies. Yeah, but how would, how would you draw the line between, like, just respect to... Because respect is a concept that is so complex that even, I mean, do we respect, okay, if there is no afterlife, if you're, if you're an atheist, then when someone dies, they're just fertilizer. You can piss on their body and it doesn't matter because you're not disrespecting anything. But if you have religion, their soul is still looking down and be like, man, you're a dick. I don't know. I think uh, that all depends on how you look at it. Because some people can believe that that person who still doesn't believe in religion can still be saved in the afterlife or whatever, depending on or whatever may may it may be. You know. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, and we definitely believe that. But what I'm saying is, if you are that person who doesn't believe, then there's no reason for you to respect the dead. You may look back fondly on memories but there's no reason for you to like mourn because hmm. yeah they're just dead there's nothing to it well i feel like that's where most people like uh who can't i guess deal with death emotionally or maybe they would resort to that type of function i don't i'm not sure that, that's I mean, a- it's possible. It, both both ideas of the conceptual, the both of your conceptions, there we go, <laughs> are, are both very valid. And I actually partially agree with both. And I think that's why we have such different ethics with religion. I think you start getting into humanizing religion. Yeah. Um, 
which it is very humanized. It's, you know, but no, um, I think both of you are mostly right in your regards. Yeah, religion definitely does. Um, it, ha it has a key part in the next step of human evolution. Um, hold on, let me let Molly out. Molly! <laughs> well, you know, oftentimes religion hinders progress. A lot of a lot of heavy religion doesn't doesn't mesh well with huge human progress and change. You know, secularity has led to the technological revolution. You know, and there's even like the family guy bit about it when they go to the alternate universe with no religion and they have like flying cars. Yeah. And, like a pill to fix everything. It's, I mean, there is some satire. I don't know, man. I, our, our religion at least, like, I feel like Christianity and the, the North American build it and they will come form is very productive even though it is religious i mean that protestant work ethic is just uh, it's there and it's <laughs> you know it it pushes you to do better and be better and build bigger and no that's true i mean it while it does i think that you also get people that abuse it like those same church leaders like in the mega churches where they literally abuse it the point of like you know plant your seed send me five dollars and then you'll reap like ten dollars and it's like and it's it becomes at that point it's just a profitable business yeah. without that's like a tax deductible yeah and then you know the quote uh money is the root of all evil be it, yeah. it becomes true uh and that's where, like where it all kind of falls into perspective and uh but Hold on, we're, we're getting a lot of feedback on your end, Tyler. All right, we're good now. Uh, but um, no, I was just saying that's where it, like perspective plays a big role in that. Like now in our generation, uh, I feel like modern Christianity has learned from their mistakes, or at least a intelligent person has accepted the facts of the history behind Christianity the bad that comes with it, because there has been bad through the Christian history. All religion has an ugly history. Yes. Um, and that they've realized that the best way to attract someone is to make it feel like a safe home, you know? Like, go out, live what you want to do in this world. However, if you ever need home, if you ever need in touch with someone or to feel like you're in connection with someone, it's always there. And they take an approach of sitting at home like a safe parent who's ready at the whim for you for your return, you know? So the prodigal yeah. son approach? You, you have that. But then there's also on the other end of the spectrum... I, no, I get that's where, the other end, but I think that's yeah, outdated uh, lines I mean, of thinking. While I agree with you, it, that that's the way that they're going to preach it, though. Like, yeah, you've got this new age where, you know, they're actually reading it, in my personal opinion. Uh, like, instead of taking this fire and brimstone, like, approach and just being like, if you don't believe in this, you know, you will go straight to hell. And it's like, that's not how that works at all, because even in the Bible it says you can be saved from hell. 
like it, you're you're not supposed to be doomed there for eternity. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like you can be saved out of there. Like we give you many but, opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> you you have well, I'm not a Mormon. Let me let me go ahead and yeah, start yeah, yeah. with that before <laughs> before we get into this wee business. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and ag- agree that everyone. But I was a, raised a, Southern Baptist, so I, I got a little bit of their preachings. But like, I took the good more than the bad. Like, because don't get me wrong, like I, I loved my preacher, at, at, like at the church that I attended. And I attended up until the point whenever he retired, but it was like whenever I came down to Bama, I just kind of stopped going to church. But most of that was due to another church that I had attended prior. And like I, that is where I went to one of these extreme churches. And like Snake Church? No, like don't get me wrong, my, my mom is Pentecostal. So I, I've, I know like some of the extremes, but I mean, like this one was a, like the, it was a holiness church. And like, these people were strict. Like, I mean, oh, like, yeah. we're, we're talking like girls had to wear like freaking uh, skirts. Because if you didn't wear a skirt, you were excommunicated from the church. That's actually how like uh, <laughs> I had a ex at the time that actually got kicked out uh, because she wanted to wear pants. So... Yeah, uh, it was very interesting. But that seems very backwards for a church. But yeah, also like men had to be clean shaved, short hair, uh, and I'm like out. blue jeans. I'm like out. yeah, I, oh, I was out as well because like I had a fucking goatee. Like I, I went, I went to their church like three <laughs> times, and like I just didn't feel welcome to Young be honest Bailey with you. With like everyone our was God like, doesn't like, like your goatee. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See, I feel like, but like, like there, there's Christian church. But I, well, I was gonna say, but then like at the same time, I had long hair and facial hair and went to a Pentecostal church, and everyone's like, "Oh, Pentecostal, that's a snake church, that's an extreme church." No, every single Pentecostal church I went to in my mall, mall, like no joke, uh, like whenever I attended, I had long hair and a goatee as well, and they were like the most welcoming bunch of people I've ever been around. You like, know who had long hair and facial Bailey, hair? Bailey, are you just shaggy? No. <laughs> <laughs> like Scoob. Like Let's Scoob. go to church today. <laughs> you know who had long hair and facial hair? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you gonna tell I am me? not Jesus. I mean, I'm not saying that you're Jesus. I'm Jesus just saying how, how are you going to... How are you going to call people out for having long hair and facial hair when Jesus had long hair and facial hair? I think it's more of those like trying not to impersonate that guy. I it's guess. the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're already like, see, the thing about holiness for whatever reason, this is the reason why I think it's backwards. Well, and it's like I said, I'm not, I'm not judging all holiness churches by any stretch of the imagination. Cause like I said, I've I've seen the good side of Pentecostal and I've only seen like the bad side of holiness. So like I don't know if all churches are I don't know if there's any like new age holiness or any bullshit like that, but like my thing is is like I said I was raised Southern Baptist and our churches have some of their extremists too that I'm try not to associate with like the footloose people. 
uh, or like the Westboro <laughs> no, <dance>. people. Like, <laughs> just no. That's yeah. the reason. But I, I was gonna wrap my whole point up and just say, like, I, I honestly believe that religion's good for some people, but for others, it's like really, really bad. When you try but, and make it a code mm-hmm. that you have to follow to a T, mm-hmm. that's when I feel like it's an issue for a good bit of people. Mm-hmm. Like a good bit of people have hard times following what they tell themselves to do within the day. Yeah, but and it's easier to have someone tell you what to do. And the problem with that is some people let that go to their head. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then the and then like they have some people get to thinking it's like I'm doing this, and if you can't do this, then you are the problem. Well, you know, preachers often get like a god complex. Yeah, they I mean, they start feeling like they're the savior. Well, see, that's where I think but, modern psychology. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, kind of labeled like uh, leaders and like uh, the alphas of groups as people who already have a god complex. Like, if you feel like you can lead, they say you have a god complex. I mean, oh, well, you know, there's. There's nothing wrong with being a leader. I feel like a leader is some someone I think a lot of people are born leaders. You know, a lot of people come equipped with the capabilities to be a leader. I don't think that necessarily develops into it can develop into a god complex once you pass that threshold of thinking you're superior. Well, I was going to say like I don't I feel like a god complex would be something that it not necessarily that you're born with, but would be developed personally. Just out of the fact of, like, you know, kind of like if you're the firstborn out of, like, you know, a family of three and you get treated the best because, let's face it, like, in this example, like, you are the favorite child and you know you're the favorite child, like, you're going to develop a God complex in that firstborn. Yes. Yes. Because it's going to outshadow the other two kids very quickly. I'm a firstborn. I'm pretty cool. (laughs) You're the only born. Shush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Jason born. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm a a middle child. Uh, I have an older sister and a younger sister. And... I can definitely say we've had our moments where our mother... my sisters have asked my mom who the favorite is, and she don't speak. She never, like, truly answered. However, I hear it all the time. You're our only son. You're my only son. You're the only boy in the house. Yada, 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 yada. So it's just, it, you know, like, I feel like men in a typical, like, traditional Southern family household are definitely... <laughs> automatically have a bit of like leverage to their siblings you know i mean in most like cultures the firstborn son is typically i mean you could in a patrilineal household is the most important kid like if you want to go way way back yeah i mean they were the first heir they carried on the family name like everything yeah but this is america (laughs) we don't believe in that shit I mean, it, we came from somewhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, like 400 years ago. And we learned. Somebody tell me the other day, we were playing 2K. This is a little off topic, but he, we were playing, and he was the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, I quote, Europeans don't count as white people. And I was like, yeah, 
There's you're so many levels of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, no, Europeans are the OG white people. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. There's this. Um, I was listening to the Swagger Souls uh, YouTuber, um, funny yes YouTuber. Yeah, that's what I can. And he was saying some way f- earlier. Wait, what'd you find? Uh, I, mm, there's no studies. It's mostly just people talking about like the impacts of having leaders with god complexes. And at that point, it's just literally... Is there a statistic for, like, how many, like... Mm-mm. Not unless you want to go watch a TED Talk. Mm. I mean, we've, I think we've had this conversation before yeah. about how, like, most, like, CEOs... We could post the TED Talk. We could. Yeah. But, uh, but I was going to say, it's mostly just talking about how uh, pe- or leaders with God complexes are unwilling to fail. So, and while, like, leaders without that know that you know, use failure as a stepping stone. And well, I hate to break up the other fault, but to continue with this, would we say Elon Musk has a God complex? No, he's just an alien, man. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't know, to a degree, I, I wouldn't say that he has a God complex, mostly because he knows what he's doing and he's pretty damn accurate at it yeah but wouldn't a god know no because a god complex would be like whenever he failed he would just keep beating the dead horse he wouldn't change the design yeah but he didn't change the design of the sn10 when it crashed the first time he said this is a success we will it will be better which me and that's what that's talking about they're like Basically, people with a god complex are unwilling to fail. Like, if they fail, like, they're going to keep beating that dead horse. Whereas, like, people without it know that failure is sometimes the only option. And when you reach that point, like, you got to find a way to fix it. I mean, yeah, I can see that. So, do we think God... I mean, there's a reason why we're not flying v1 rockets to the moon right now <laughs> i mean yeah but another good question would be is a god complex necessary in the next step like is it a necessary trait to have in society in a community i mean or i would it say like a flaw that we've picked up? i would say it, it's a flaw personally but yeah i think it, it's a it, it also varies from person to person because if a person has it and is aware that they have it and can count and they can probably use that as an ego booster as well. So you can't have a God complex and be religious. I mean, you could, I mean, a God complex just mostly means that like, you know, you're you don't unwilling think to you're fail. God. Yeah. It's more or less like, I mean, I get that you're putting yourself as you are like a higher yeah, power. But the way you was describing it, I feel like you were just making it so negative with the connotation that like, Mm-mm. As Rick said, he's just a Zeus. If this was the real God, this thing would be totally different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like... I don't think having a God complex is necessarily bad to have, but it is definitely a flaw. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is definitely a flaw of character, but if you're one of those people that can like use it as an ego booster... Then, I mean, at that point, you're just hyping yourself up. Okay. But at some point, you have to know like when to check your ego. 
Because that's when you slip into the dangerous and negative parts of a god yeah. complex. Yeah, I feel like it's very easy easy for someone who can be pretty dominant or like sticks himself out there to mm-hmm. be labeled as someone with a god complex due to the fact that they know what to say in every situation. They It seems like they don't fail. And especially if the ego is visible to them and to others. Like you know who I associate with God complexes? Who? who? Shitty cops. Yeah, that's a pretty good example. Actually. I mean, yeah. they're just on a fucking power trip. They're out there to impose their will on the public, and they don't give a shit. So poli- that is that is a God complex. So politics, greedy politicians. Greedy politicians are right up there mm-hmm. too. Okay, so there's no good <laughs> example of a a God complex. No, I, I think in all cases it's a flaw. Like you're. You're controlling yes. the the. For me, the defining trait of a god complex is you're controlling someone else's life, and they don't have a say in it. Okay, I I, I can agree with that. So, but, oh, ahead, by the way, I can also go ahead and say that a god complex is not a cl- clinical term nor diagnosable disorder. Hmm. So. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. that's definitely just a fucking title people just know. Yeah, because like, while looking up some of that, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit. Uh, that is, absolutely. Because like, one of the questions on here was, is a God complex a disorder? And I, I got curious, and I was like, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll diss your order. Ooh. Say, I wonder why they always say that in like typical, like, you know, when when you're watching a psychology movie or something, they say they have like a typical case of a god complex and give some more details. Uh, and they treat it like it's a synopsis. Well, I was gonna like say it, it, it says that it's thought to be rooted. Sorry, I was reading more into it, but it's like it's thought to be rooted in like excessive pampering or criticism from parents or a genetic predisposition. Uh, and it typically affects more males than females during the teen years or early adulthood. So we're saying teenage boys with mommy problems have God complexes. I mean, there's some dads <laughs> that would pamper too, so. <laughs> oh, well, damn. you know, it's like these Instagram models. They have God complexes. I mean, All of a sudden they rule the world because they're hot. I mean, yeah. They've always I feel ruled like the that, world, though. I mean, I feel like that's also a uh, swift change in society. I feel like... Um, well, yeah, but I mean, it's been going on forever. I mean, like prostitutes ran the world, like back in the Wild West days. Yeah, but I feel I mean, honestly, I feel like, um, like late two thousands, right between, uh, right before the twenty tens, like yeah, we had a little recession during the time, but the internet wasn't as powerful as it was now. But however, news still traveled fast, like faster than what it has ever been at the time. People stayed up to date. People traveled. It was the it was the perfect time of communication, and I felt like that was when people were most in touch, and then it would slowly start to fade from, from there. And like, this is where I go into a little like a deep hole about it's hard to obtain your next step in human evolution as a race when you promote individualism and uniqueism. Like, everyone is different, but when you treat it as such difference as you can't talk to this person because they say it as this way, 
that's when like that that's when preferences can convolute the the other person and that's when you can get hate because you hate this person they see it like this and then yeah it's where that disconnect starts you know it's where you it's it's a form of narcissism to me um because you get to a point your preferences are better yeah and you truly distrust someone for like one one part of their ideology like they it you're only focused in on what you're focused in on and you're not willing to open up and have the hard discussion it's a willingness to take risk i believe that's a toolman theory and argumentation and if there's no willingness to take risk then you might as well not even argue yeah nah humans are just inherently tribal I don't think we're ever going to get past that. Honestly, that's probably going to be the reason we die is because one tribe fires and nukes at a different tribe. True. Well, then at that, I think that is, it's a possibility, yes. But when you start to believe it, it's a pessimistic attitude that can ultimately change the fate of the human evolution. Because I feel like a lot more people are adopting that ideology. I know I had for a little while that like, What's the point? We're going to end up in a nuclear holocaust in the fucking next 10, 15, 20 years anyway. Hey, Daniel Tosh put it the right way. Let's just all quit having kids and just party our asses off for like 30 years and piss away Earth's resources. I mean, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. I mean... I kind of want kids, though. I mean, the way I view it is, like, they're not wrong, because unless we find a way to coexist, which, as long as you're going to have these, like, religions, like, you know, their religion is wrong, so, you know, they can't have it. Like, it's stupid. Unless you can learn to coexist and respect each other's boundaries, it's you're never going to be able to come together as a civilization. And after that, like talk about like going and living on Mars. That is, even if we do get to Mars, don't get me wrong. It's I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate. Like we need to get to Mars. That's going to be the coolest shit ever. Like even as a kid, I've, I've dreamed about that. Like, but to live there with out being able to coexist and we're just going to end up ha- like getting wars on fucking Mars. And then w- who's to say if like, let's say getting there, we find world peace in a golden age. Who's to say like from a thousand years from now, we- if we do become a space voyaging people, like at some point, like, and I don't mean like star system. I mean like we're actually going to other planets. Like, you know, it, there's a fucking theme park on Pluto, like bullshit like that. Interstellar travel. Yeah, like pretty much. Uh, no, no, it's interplanetary. Oh, just in the solar system? Yeah, I'm talking about like I doubt that we would be able to do interstellar travel by, in a thousand years unless technology just advanced that quickly at that point. I mean, there's no telling what research. I mean, I, I'm just that's what I'm saying. I'm just giving a ballpark. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, if at the very least, I know we would have in a interplanetary travel at this point. Who's to say that like the people of Mars don't recognize themselves as their own fucking planet, and then like the civil war happens between Earth and Mars, like. Well, see, that's where I've also thought the the next hardest step when it comes to space travel and being a space colony on another planet is 
allowing to certain people, like who's allowing who to get on these rockets? Who's going to be chosen? How are they going to be chosen? And what's the order of this? You know, like only so many people is going to be able to go at so many times. I mean, if you look at the history of the space program, odds are that the uh, first person on Mars is going to be a United States Navy officer. Yep. At the very least, anyways. Yeah. Or since SpaceX is a private-owned organization at this point, they could use just one of their trained pilots, could they not? Well, they're partnered with NASA as well, so they are technically using NASA's launch. NASA's resources. Yeah, they're using their launch sites. <laughs> oh, and astronaut corps. Yeah. Understandable. Well, rec- isn't it recently their astronaut corps? Because like the, that was what that whole... Whenever we fired the U.S. Uh, astronauts off, mm-hmm. fought back a couple of months ago. That's what that was about: firing off from U.S. soil for the first time since the last space shuttle. Yeah, but like it, you know, it's it's a big issue. Like, how are we going to like dwindle down? Who's going to come? Is it going to be money? Is it going to be like how you're seen in society? Mm-hmm. How many followers you have on Instagram? Like. How are we doing this thing? Who's getting accepted first? No, we're I think money's going to play a big part in it for sure. We're sending a Absolutely. pilot or an engineer. Well, yeah, but... Well, first. That, the, the but, I mean, SN10, once you start colonizing, yeah, the SN10, I think is what you're getting at. Yeah, the SN10 spacecraft is meant to carry, like, multiple groups of people. Mm. Like, that's what it's You know, they're also making that uh, the space hotel. Yeah. Which that's pretty big. And like Elon Musk also said in his last uh, interview with Joe Rogan that um, like once they get this landing issue figured out and this rocket works, they have all the processes figured out to mine water on mm-hmm. Mars and to grow a sustainable food source in the lab. Like they had, to, they have it all figured out and planned. Like once this rocket's ready, it's just a matter of determining who's going to go. Anyway. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. My my only thing though is is like are they gonna try to pull like a Martian thing or are they gonna go with their own soil and grow? Or or are they gonna do hi- I imagine they're probably gonna do hydroponics just because yeah. weight. Hydro- but at the same time, that's gonna take like you're gonna have to filter that water if you dig for it because unless they're gonna just make their own through electrolysis, but they, uh, I think he said something about having like a on like on like uh, on the rocket a filtration system or something or whatnot to clean the water mm-hmm. and get it ready to be able to use. Um, like he went through. The I'm whole just saying. Thing. I've seen Doctor Who. Like I've seen this episode go down. I've seen this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like it's pretty curious thing about. No, if they go all fucking Matt Damon and start shitting in pots and grow potatoes, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, well, no, like in. Uh, well, see the, the Doctor Who episode was about like if I'm not mistaken, it was like. They drank the water, and there was some kind of virus that was, like, turning them into, like, fucking parasitic, like, wet zombie things. It, it was hell? it was weird as fuck, but, like, it was basically, like, eating everyone. Mm. Did we, you say wet zombie? Yeah, but yeah <laughs> like, that. Oh, uh, the of, like, like, it was literally, like, water was pouring out of all of their orifices, if my memory serves me correctly. Oh, nice. oh gross. Yeah, it was very gross. <laughs> That's the reason why I use the term wet. <laughs> <laughs> moist. Moist. 
Uh, just no. Stings. The only way, the only true way to say that is to just look someone dead in the eyes, rub your index and your middle finger and your thumb just together as slowly as possible, and just go moist. <laughs> you can literally hear it coming off the tongue. Hey, almost. I'm gonna mute my mic. I gotta go vomit. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, are we fucking with the uh, alien documents we, that were released from the CIA? Did anybody take a look at those? I did. I never took a gander at them because I'll be honest with you, I had a lot of games that I had to play around that time, and now they're on the back burner again. I, I read it. I think it was all fudged, all the reports. I read it, Dude, too. I totally agree. Like, literally, the, they the, all sound the detailed, fucking same. Nothing. Yes. They all sound the fucking... They all end the same. Nothing was reported. They'd be like, multiple cases reported in this single area by different groups, all reporting the same exact sighting, and they have no connection to each other. Okay. And then, And then at the end of the story, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. That was, that was pretty much it. Seems legit. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't storm Area 51. We have nothing to hide, I promise, is what they said. Pretty fucking much. Weather balloon. <laughs> like, it's so hard because, like, you have someone like Elon Musk, who's a big figure, and he came out and said that he doesn't believe in aliens at all. He doesn't even think about it. Like, that, that is not an issue for him. However, then you have some people who were deep in, like, like uh, the Navy – uh, or um, Air Force, deep uh, flying, knows all the flying routes, flying patterns, has command stations and bases where they've reported these incidents, multiple incidents and multiple occasions of speedy of aircrafts. They know it's aircrafts because you can tell an aircraft from, from not on their radars with modern technology. And uh, the speed of this is faster than anything non-space shuttle or space shuttle-wise. And, like, the only explanation is an unidentified flying object. Say what you're going to say. No, As, I was going to say, and I bet you believe we have a moon base, too, don't you? <laughs> no. There's it's a, a theory. The Nazis did. <laughs> no, they Shut up. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, like, I don't think we're the only fucking creatures out here in this whole damn solar system. I mean, yeah, like, I'm going to be honest Maybe with in the solar you. system. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out that, like, while all the humans go to sleep at night, like, dolphins secretly go to the moon and, like, train up their ninja skills. And by that's the time the we wake up, go. they come back. That's so why the waves are always up thanks, when the moon's at full. Yeah. That's when they leave. Yeah, that's when they leave. Yes. Uh, they they, they leave at high tide. Yes. Obviously, the waves like propulsion system them out the water, and they just all the way. They up. go when the moon is highest in the sky. They sit there and blow like they flip upside down and blow water out their blow. Come on, anyone who's up. seen Hitchhiker's God of the Galaxy knows this. Facts. <laughs> I love dolphins. No, I just believe the moon. They're the gangsters of the sea, dude. They're so cuddly. The moon is just Our a balls. giant spaceship orbiting us. It's an alien spaceship doing nothing but keeping reconnaissance mm -hmm. for hundreds of years. They're running. They're running a TV show. I mean, you know the moon yeah. is hollow, right? Yeah, like they've done tests. They've done knockings. Like they've crashed missiles. Yeah, into, it's just a rock. Yeah, they've crashed missiles to see if they're because if it's not hollow, it would give off a certain frequency of vibration on their measurements or their readings, and the readings they got told them it's a hollow, like uh, mass. So. Don't know what's on the inside of that. 
I crazy. say we just fire missiles at it until it blows up and see what's on the inside. Yeah, and then it shards <laughs> and it flies into our orbit and then our atmosphere and then we blow up like the fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, what's your point? I'd love it. I mean, I'm just saying the dinosaurs couldn't survive it because they, you know, it's a small. They had to tiny hands. They didn't have fallout shelters. No, they they didn't have hands. It's a small. We price we to pay could for we could piece. fix this. The only matter is if we could come together as a society to fix it. You know what I think happened? The dinosaurs <laughs> put a little too much pollution and shit just every fucking where. So a little asteroid came off, shaved off a little bit of the size of Earth. Got it to the point we're at now. Now we just need to fuck this shit up, get rid of all the trash on the surface, need something to come and wipe the earth down, and we're just going to slowly get smaller and smaller till we just are a dried up core like all the other planets. Did you know that the uh, United States and USSR had enough atomic bombs to drop one every three square miles over land? Oh yep. my God. I don't know. We have like 6,000 nuclear warheads as a country, more like twice as much as the next. Good. I think like China's like fifth or something. Well, China can suck it. <laughs> no, I think uh, honestly uh, that would also be a big step in that step human evolution, just disarming and deactivating all nuclear warheads. That using, would never happen. That would never using happen. Using every bit of nuclear power or nuclear energy to make power. As as much as I would love to live in that perfect world. Uh, that would never happen because that's one of the main reasons that we have nuclear arms is mutually assured destruction. Like, you you press the button and I press the button. It's a stupid concept in my personal opinion, but I mean... eye for the eye makes the whole world go blind. Yeah, but if you take my eye, I'm taking well, my dead. tooth. Like, you know. But anyways... Uh, it's like I said, humans are at fault with it. It's kind of the same concept of you break into my fucking house and I shoot you. Like, What's wrong you're, with that? You're, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. That I'm, in fact, I'm defending it. But, yeah, at the same, would... but at the same time, nukes are a bit much, in my personal opinion. And that's because it's like... There's a lot of other casualties. It, it, like, like, here's the thing. All right, so if I'm living in a suburban neighborhood, let's say we live in a perfect world, like we're G, we're like we're, we live in a GTA world, where like I could go to my neighborhood local arms store and buy an RPG. Like <laughs> I thought, I thought this is America. Like <laughs> so, like no I, like check. I'm, I, I'm like I walk in, I'm like I need a home defense weapon. All right, and I go buy a fucking javelin. All right, and I go up to my house. And, like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I see some, like, dude break onto my property or whatever. Because, like, let's say I live in a house that's, like, you know, like I said, it's still a suburban area. All right? But, like, I have, like, one of those gates and I see some dude, like, you know, fucking break into it with cameras because, you know, 21st century doorbell bullshit. Has a ring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So my, I wake up to this. I'm like, holy shit, someone's breaking in. Pulls out my fucking javelin. Now I, and I just fire it like at the dude. Now I have a hole in my damn ceiling. And then like, and I've blown up half the fucking street. Like, you know, I don't, I like, don't think javelins can target people. They don't. That's my point. <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't say don't. don't. I, I said yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
but they yeah, could target, but the, they car could target the car. He was far enough out where, like, you know, like that. Another example of this would be, again, would just, I buy a fucking, like, RPG, like, a just, you know, old-fashioned Soviet RPG, and just fire it at the dude that's breaking into my bedroom. <laughs> I don't need an RPG to kill one dude because now I've like at least blown up my house at the very least. And probably if the house, like if I'm in a duplex, I definitely destroyed half of their portion of it too. Yeah. But hey, what, man, if the ATF is sh- what if the ATF has shown up and shot your dog? I mean, I'm not, then you need the RPG. Yes, and you use it in a precise location. You don't but, nuke your fucking friends and your family. But that's my point, though, is like... <laughs> it goes back to this whole mentality of like... we Okay, I'm fighting you. We're, we're in a war, all right? You send your people to me. I send my people to you. And then, like, let's say I'm winning the fucking war. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to launch a nuclear weapon at all these innocent people if you don't stop. All right, well, now I've got a nuclear weapon, and I'm going to shoot at your people if you don't stop. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to come to peace. <laughs> like, that's essentially what happened. Would you like to come to dinner? <laughs> like, no one wants their innocent people to be fucking killed. But if that's the case, why do we fucking need them? Because if no one has them, no one they're never going to get used. But sadly, we'll never live in that perfect world because... Mutual assured destruction. The only true way to ensure that nothing, you know, happens is to ensure that everyone fucking gets destroyed. That's the world that we live in. Nah, Jimmy Buffett needs to be president. There's not a single thing really that can't be solved with a fat blunt. No, even think about (laughs) certain ancient times, like with even the. uh, with the Assyrians or hell, even the Mongolians were like, they would literally just go like on warring paths. Hell, even the Vikings too. Yeah. They would, li- they just spread just because they just attacked everything, war pillaged and then settled. Well, see, I feel like, like that's like, that was the process we had to go through as human nature. We've, we've gone through every step we've had to go through to get here. And now we are so convoluted with all these emotions, trying to accept what's right and what's wrong, and we're not progressing anymore. We're, we're, we're at a point where we feel like we can choose what we want to be and say, fuck everything else if, we're, if they don't think we're right or if we're not following mm-hmm. in the path or whatever. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Like, at, we ha- in order to expand or grow or to discover, you had to overcome the fear of the enemy or that someone else you don't know could kill you or that can't speak your language. And then you realize, oh, I can trade with these people. Like, this is how economics started. Before, you'd kill. You'd take. Then, you try trading. Or, like, you try communicating, you try trading. Instead of having to fight to uh, survive to get food, you give them an item that you know they like or if you can find a way to observe which most of the times occurred through violence, occurred through being able to have the chance to observe what they want and then going about it a different direction. Like, not saying it's a correct way to do something, but it's what told us what to correctly do now. 
I mean, while I'll agree with you on that front, we still haven't changed. You still have the Middle East still on warring paths yeah, but over instead, territory. But instead of like three of the 11 biggest like populations killing their own people, or sorry, not three, at, like in recent times we've had more than that. Um, we've had probably about like eight in the last hundred years. Say, and now we only have like two to three. We have China, one of the biggest that we know China. about, who kill their own people. And then we have like a couple countries in the Middle East. And then, or I, I'd say uh, like Saudi Arabia, you have ca- uh, cases there. And then you might have a couple cases in Africa. However, I think the number, you can look it up, like fact check me. No, on this. no, I'm trying I think to, the no, number. There's one, there's a war going on somewhere that. God damn it. I remember seeing it on like if, it's, if it's not a war for resources, like I see, mean, this is actually are you talking like about the, no, this is the like Myanmar for, military coup. Yeah, that one. Uh like not enough people are actually talking about that one, but like it's got a whole bunch of shit with it. I don't know what's going on there. I just uh, know I, I, no, I just saw I saw it on Reddit and like read a little bit into it. And it was uh they were basically talking about how there were protesters there, and like most of them were like just college students and like not necessarily kids, but uh, like upper high schoolers and stuff like that. And the police were literally just shooting them, like telling them to like get off the street or whatever, and like firing into the crowds. I mean, it's effective crowd control. It is effective crowd control, but they went about it the wrong fucking way. Like you don't have to shoot peaceful protesters, but yeah, you Unless know, here in Hoover, Alabama, <laughs> a wild just like, like here. I don't get it. Like peaceful protesting, I don't understand why people like get pissed off about this. Like if if so, what if you're outside shouting, screaming obscenities? In my personal opinion, if you're mad, let let your voice be fucking heard. In my personal opinion. Just don't throw shit at cops. Don't, like, you know, try to hurt other people that may voice a different opinion than you. Like, just be peaceful about it and, like, everything will be well. The problem is, is whenever you get the people that agitate those people and then the spark happens and at that point everyone starts fighting because human nature. Like, someone has to be right and until we can triumph that. Or even then, like... I don't think everybody has to just be so, like, faking smiles, pretending like everything has to be professional or, like, you have to, uh, like, support the other person's opinion. No, you don't no, have no, to no. do you that. You don't have to kiss okay. ass. You no, just no. have to respect it. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is <laughs> what we need to do better as a people, like, I'm just going into <laughs> more of the point. What we need to do better as people is having, letting it be okay to have the grounds where... Whatever goes on in those grounds can go on. And then the people in those grounds choose what to do from there. As long as it does not directly impact other grounds. I mean, it's kind of like the way that I do to try to respect people. It's one of those things where it kind of goes off what you say. uh, Where it's, I'll I'll respect everyone. It's like, if I'll sit there and cut jokes and stuff like that. And if I say something that truly, like, uh, either agitates you, 
like makes you upset or in some way, shape, or form, if you tell me that it like upset you, I will literally stop doing it just because it upsets you. This is a good time to tell you, Bailey. I'm offended by all your anti-Semitic jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah, then I'll stop doing that. Nah, but for real though. <laughs> but nah, for real though. It's one of those things where it's like, if you'll tell me that it upsets you instead of bottling up like most people do, it's like, I will stop making those jokes. It's the people that don't and then like start getting pissed off and then like start pushing back. They expect and, you to know it's yeah, wrong. And ex- yeah, expect you to know it's wrong. Do you have any idea how long I've been holding that in? Can you hear <laughs> the veins on my face right now? Like You've been holding it in for about an hour because I was making follow-up jokes to you. Oh. <laughs> oh, get wrecked. <laughs> well... Well, I hope we covered. Like, am I missing any point of like the next step of human like Dude, progress? There's no such thing as step of human evolution. Like, there really isn't. It's, it's, it's just. A, you said so. What now? It's just Agreed. a process, man. It, For real, all we, the, ne- the no next steps. It's yeah, just, the next step is to fuck a car. Everyone knows that. The next step <laughs> is tomorrow, and then the day after fuck that, fuck a car and get a robot. That's how evolution. And then works. the day after that. And then the day after that, and then one day there's not going to be a day after that, and we're done. But you can know, yeah, you can the, never cease. At production. that point, Even the trumpets will be ends, calling me home. Production must continue. Okay, <laughs> that, that was the most capitalist thing I've ever heard, and I love it. I just came a little bit. <laughs> no, um, Man, it's a shame I'm on Zoom. Well, <laughs> for real. Let us know what you guys think uh, about you know uh, these topics. How you think space travel will go for us? Um, if you see space like being commercialized for us, if by the time you have kids, will they be born in Mars? Well, on Mars, will they be born on uh, fuck Venus? Yeah, or Uranus in Uranus. <laughs> Why mustard is a sucky condiment? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, know, well, you, can, you can answer anything. Really. What are we? How are you? Wait, 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 wait. Cold cuts. You can have kids born out of Uranus. <laughs> Because Man, they didn't teach you that in science in second grade. No. My <laughs> girlfriend and I thought it was safe. <laughs> and then she pooped one out. <laughs> nah. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Real talk, real soul, soul speak. Like what you hear or have a topic suggestion for the show? Join the conversation and subscribe now on social media at SoulSpeakTV or visit SoulSpeak.tv for more exciting content. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Soul Speak, real talk, real soul. Hey.